Hello and welcome to the Big Finish Podcast. Hello, I'm Nick Briggs, literally a legend in my own lunchtime, and I'm joined by another lunchtime legend, Joe Smith. Wow, that was said in a very exciting way. Uh, In case you don't know anything about Big Finish, we are the purveyors of fine audio drama, uh, covering things like Doctor Who, Blake Seven, Torchwood, Sherlock Holmes, uh, The Quavers of... No, that was the last podcast. Uh, (laughs) Survivors, The Omega Factor, The Avengers. I am literally just making this up. I mean, that's not to say it's not true. I just don't have a piece of paper in front of me. The Confederate. Confessions of Dorian Gray. See, I didn't say confessions. Oh, I just said it. And, oh, you. Uh, God, yeah. And and what else? Throw... Uh, what, have you said Blake Seven? We've done Dark Shadows. Uh, I don't know. My memory is literally the Terror Hawks. How can I forget Terror? Night of the Triffids. The Triffids. That's the one. Um, the Sigmund Freud files. Yeah, must do something else. Sort of Dada Kemper said that. Yeah, no, but those Iris, are, yeah, 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 Iris yeah, Wild Iris, Time. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, literally almost no end to the list. Although I will, on this occasion, rather unfairly, as usual, end it with the prisoner. <laughs> It's like the billing in the film where it says and, and at the yeah, end, you know, yeah, which gets more weight than, than the, the stars at the beginning. And it's only for the person that couldn't be bothered to turn up for the whole film. It's like, and Samuel L. Jackson. It's like, hello, I'm here because I'm contractually obliged to be here. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and Rutger Hauer. Good. Okay, now, coming up in this podcast. In a moment, the news read by Joe Smith. He usually makes a funny noise then. Oh, do I? He's Sorry. Quite, Hooray! He's quite, quite... I'm concentrating on the news. I okay. To, a lot and news. your cup of tea with Cybermen on the mug. Cyberman cup of tea. And look, they're multicolored Cybermen. Oh, isn't that amazing? They're the new is that, paradigm. Is that official merchandise? I don't think I could. I checked the bottom, but. Oh, it is! It oh, is well, official merchandise. So I thought you were about to pull that tea out of your uh, head. <laughs> to, uh, that would be hilarious. Yeah, uh, that then, would be good, wouldn't it? I, would I might good. dub in a, a pouring tea on your head sound effect there. If it didn't take too much time and energy. Um, <clears throat> yes, so you'll be reading the news. Following that, some listeners' emails, also read by Joe. Hooray! Mm. <laughs> so feeble. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's this this podcast it? should have more insincerity in it. It I should. Think. We We're far too lies. sincere. We're too nice yeah. about everything because we enjoy our lives. Yes, that's it. It's nice. It's a nice sunny day today, too. It's really, really nice. Yeah. That's why I'm so tired from walking around in the sun. Oh. I normally just, you know, have a scooter to take me everywhere. And today I'm just like, oh, it's so hot. Have you got anything else vaguely nothing, uninteresting to say? Okay, and really then and then our star interviews with our designer Tom Webster and his hair. Mostly his hair. Yeah, we'll have and to do, have a picture of his, him. With, um, he'll probably turn up today and have had his hair cut off or something. Just, uh, yeah, for some be, charity. It'll be some sort of skinhead. He'll be like, "Hello, I'm skinhead Tom Webster. <laughs> I'm the complete opposite." Well, he does brilliant designs, and we'll be talking to him about that, and, and also his comedy. Um, shenanigans with the RH experience still don't know what that stands for I'm slightly nervous it's something rude because you know what these comedy people are like following that we'll be um, selecting a random release from the Big Finish archive uh, about which we will say some you know things 
storage. We have to we have to find another another golden story like last week where you had yeah. all these. Ones I have stories about everything. Well, we'll do it. We'll yeah. find something really obscure. And as I said, even it. if I don't, I'll go on about That's how much true. I don't know about it. You literally can't stop me talking. And then it'll be time to tell you um, what our latest releases are. And then we'll mention what's in the next podcast. I have no idea. So hopefully by the end <laughs> we'll of this make, podcast, we'll I'll, I'll have thought of something. We've got about half yeah. an hour to make it all up. So that'll be fine. And to top it all off, the sixth installment of our serialization of The Hound of the Baskervilles. I'm not sure that's working. Uh, that's a Sherlock Holmes adventure, of course. I'm in it. Anyway, here is the news. Ciao. Okay, so this week's news, we're going to start with some bad news and get it out the way. Uh, hooray! Hooray, sorry about this. Uh, this is unfortunately a schedule change and it's for Graceless Series 4, which we're afraid we're going to be pushing back from its original, I think it's a September release date, to January 2017 because, of course, it's going to be bigger and better than we had planned and we feel like we need more time to make it fantastic. That sounds like a bit of flannel to me, Joe. What's the real reason? <laughs> well, we're also we're still working on the scripts. Is this Simon Gerrier's fault? Is that what we're Simon saying? Gerrier's, or maybe Mark Wright's. I don't know. One of the two. I don't well, like I'm to blame happy people. to blame either of those you guys. You can blame them all. Perhaps They've if we blame them earlier, they faces. would have written them. But never mind. You know, it's all good. <laughs> that was me just hitting them both. Okay. Okay. So then that's out of the way. We can have some more. No, no, not more bad news. Good news. And this good news is all about... The very exciting Dark Shadows Blood and Fire, which is our 50th anniversary special of the very popular horror soap opera series. Uh, our latest news is that House of Cards star Joanna Going uh, uh, will be joining the cast as Laura Murdoch Stockbridge. Uh, Joanna also appeared as Victoria Winters in the Dark Shadows 1990s reboot. Uh, she'll also be joined by Matthew Waterhouse as Reverend, Reverend Samuel Cunningham. And, and as, as well as Ursula Burton as Peggy, Alexandra Donacci as Sarah <laughs> I love the way you rehearse these oh, names. No, Joe, well, yeah, here we go. Great. It's about to get so much worse. Uh, Scott, just go like go. When you don't know, just put even, your hand over even your mouth. the mouth. Even the fictitious characters have complicated names in this one. So we've got Scott Harron as Lamech Gifford, <laughs> Wolves Hamondi. Oh, Hammond, probably with an E on the end, <laughs> as, as Roderick Haskell. Is Dan Victoria Pemberton in it as well? Uh, Victoria Pemberton might be in it, and if you'd uh, picked up on that earlier, you could have won a prize, but we've got a whole week to go for that one. Uh, Daniel Collard as Robert Handy, and Natalie Britton as the mysterious Storm Elemental. And in fact, there's even more Dark Shadows news, because... Just ahead, of, just about a week ago, we announced another Dark Shadows release for the 50th anniversary. This one's called Echoes of the Past, and it's four new stories written and performed by beloved members of the original Dark Shadows team. Uh, basically, it's a, very, a lot like the Doctor Who short trips, which are very good and excellent on the CD. Uh, the stories are Lunatines by Philip Meeks, which is performed by Catherine Lee Scott, and it features Maggie Evans making a new friend, Letty Winslow. 
and presumably something spooky will happen as well rather than just making friends. Uh, there's also Old Acquaintance by Matthew Waterhouse, performed by David Selby, which sees Quentin Collins bringing a terrible danger to Collinsport on New Year's Eve 1971. I'm very excited whenever David Selby's name is mentioned because I was a huge fan of Falcon Crest. <laughs> Excellent. And, and he's such a superb actor. I mean, fantastic film career. It's brilliant that we've got him. Isn't it great? And we've got some more cool people coming up actually. we've got the next story is Confessions by Paul Phipps Phipps yes Paul Phipps <laughs> yes <laughs> like, I can confirm but, that yes yes, yes. Well. performed by Lara Parker uh, which features the witch Angelique being forced to write confession over and over and over again and the final story is Trance the Exorcist, written by Trance the Exorcist, Jerry Lacey, which sees the original Reverend Trask bringing, uh, being called to a farmhouse to investigate the apparent possession of a young girl. I'm guessing they'd say Trask. Trask or Trask? Being Americans. What is Trask from then? It's Trask. I have no idea. I think I'm Trask, just a, it's well, just Trask, the way Americans in, in the speak. In X-Men, there's a villain called Trask. Uh, they don't call him Trask. I think they call do. him Trask. Uh, Not Americans. I might be wrong about it. I'll go, home, I'll I'll go home and watch X-Men 2 and then I'll know. Uh, so Dark Shadows Echoes of the Past is available to pre-order today and it's available for release in June. Very good. Uh, that was the news for this week as the week is still ongoing but we've also had uh, another fantastic Torchwood release. We've had Torchwood Ghost Mission by James Goss come out which stars Tom Price as Sergeant Andy, and also Samuel Barnett as Norton Folgate, who is brilliant. From the 1950s. He's from the 1950s, <laughs> uh, although, of course, people have heard a bit more of his story by now, so they'll know a bit more about it. If you haven't, go out and buy it and discover how brilliant it is for yourself. And that was the news. And before we go on to listeners' emails, here is an important announcement. And so by some crazy miracle, Ian Atkins has appeared in front of me. Ian. Hello, Nick. Um, yeah, with 8th of May, it's probably the worst day in Big Finish's catalogue by quite some way. Um, and we were looking at how we marked the, the loss of Paul Sprague from our family um, and decided that we kind of like something ongoing that we could kind of refer to each year. Um, so what we decided between us is to have the, the much-demanded sort of writing competition that people have been asking for for a long time. This seemed the best way and best way to market and, and the best mm. way to sort of celebrate it because Paul was always hugely encouraging of new talent. He was. Yeah. So um, very kindly, yourself and Jason have agreed that we will have um, an annual short trips competition, uh, which we are inviting entries um, as of now, I believe. Um, so yes, anyone who is interested in writing a, a Doctor Who short trip for Big Finish, which will be which will go live at the end of the year on the website, um, but it'll be free for everyone. Um, I believe you're going to read it, Nick. That's right. Yes. Um, yeah, the, the full rules and uh, competition, every, everything details are on the website themselves. Um, but yes, we're looking for a single sheet storyline. Please only be a single sheet, um, and then a single page of just giving us a flavour of of how you would write that story. Um, got until the end of June so the last day it'll be midnight um, June the 30th so I'm sure we'll get an absolute rush at that point <laughs> but no anyone on the 1st of July be gone with you no more so um, but I've, you've got plenty of time and um, we're really looking forward to actually reading everything that comes in um, and yeah bringing kind of a bit of happiness out of what is a really really horrible day for us all so yeah um, 
uh, and yeah, just worth as ever saying, we I think we all miss Paul very much and always will do. So. Oh, it's very much indeed. And uh, thank you, Ian. This is all your idea, and it's a brilliant, brilliant oh, idea. And I've been chatting to Paul's mum on Facebook, and she was very grateful, you know, how we continue to uh, commemorate him. And we were saying that it's just weird that in many ways it seems such a long time, and then sometimes it seems just like yesterday. It really does. I mean, I'm sure people, all people suffering from loss, have those feelings, I guess. Nothing unique, but yeah, it really. Hmm. I mean, I, th- I was quite interested if you look at how much has changed since Paul left us. It's, I mean, you know, we've got a new series, we've got Torchwood, all these huge things. And I think there's not a single thing that gets announced that you don't think, oh, I can imagine what Paul would say about this. Yes. So he'd have a joke about that or stuff like this. Yeah. And, and I think in that way, none of it feels like it's been done without him. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we all we continue to credit him on all our CDs Absolutely. and productions, and we'll do so forever. <laughs> okay, thanks, Ian. Not at all. Thanks, I Ian. think you want to go back to work, don't you? Yes, please. <laughs> and as Ian said, there'll be details of that on the website. Uh, it'll be in a it'll be in a news story when you'll be able to find it. That strange noise in the background is Ian massacring a chair. <laughs> <laughs> well you didn't eat that last donut because it was just off i did <laughs> oh did you oh no oh, you're, you're looking a bit peaky okay time now for listeners emails it's a very exciting set of listeners emails this time Nick, because we get to play a different piece of music we get to play the competition theme oh an That's old great. friend coming back to hug you and you want him to stop but he won't <laughs> so uh slightly too warm yeah absolutely so this was this is the winner of a contest we had uh, quite some time ago uh which was which is mr briggsy's apparently according to the person who's in the answers favorite master yeah mr briggsy's mine yes yeah, so well done mr briggsy so what was your uh who was your favorite master my favorite master is roger, roger delgado, delgado. Ooh, you may good. have heard of him i have yes so he's very good so i'm told so <laughs> lots and lots of people actually didn't guess roger delgado they yeah. rest, they guessed michelle gomez did they well of course who is fantastic as well but you know you have to go with the you, you have to the go first with the original one thing, i think yeah, fair, yeah. Isn't it? i do love uh, what michelle does and also she's a, a lovely person she's very funny anyway so the winner of this uh contest was chris lavangino from california and he's also well written, done chris and he's also written us a letter uh, what did he win by the way Oh, he wins the Master Trilogy. Hooray! Yes. Which uh, part two will be out later this week as well. Yes, yeah, so it's And You Will Obey Me. Uh, fact, I think, it'll be out, I, I think it'll, when they hear this podcast, they'll be available to download a few hours later. So and the two masters. And the yeah. two masters, yeah. 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 Fantastic, jolly good. Well, well done, Chris. He's also written us a letter. Okay, so we can, come we on can then. read that out. He says, um, he says, hello. I, I <laughs> good guess, way to start. Good, yeah. good I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here. Well, not really, as the trees in my yard are all still saplings, and to go out and sit and hang on one of those limbs would be detrimental to both the tree and myself. Ah, a so comedian. He's, he's a funny, uh, oh, yes. Br- Mr. Briggsy's favourite master is Roger Delgado. Yes, as now, previously mentioned. <laughs> uh, now, back to the garden and my trees. Going right back. <laughs> if I win the competition... Chris, I'm you're crazy. Sorry. I would certainly enjoy sitting under my trees on a beautiful Californian spring day and listening to these exciting new adventures as I sip iced tea and let my imagination take me along with the doctors and the masters to see what shenanigans they get up to. So not only is he one, he's, you know, 
retroactively rubbing it in, you know, or forward actively. <laughs> Fantastic. Good job, Chris. Uh, he says, also, as a side note, will you please consider bringing Alex McQueen out to Gallifrey sometime soon? It is always lovely to chat with, with the country of actors from Big Finish. It was a great pleasure to meet Sean Carson in person this past time at a convention and to chat with him. Narvin for president. Thank you for reading my somewhat <laughs> rambling but hopefully entertaining and winning email. Yes. Yes, well done. Well, he's, 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 right. he's told that well. Um, that's a great idea, I think. Um, obviously, Alex McQueen's adventures, uh, you'll hear a lot more of him in today's Vampire of the Mind and also The Two Masters, which is the most exciting story he's ever been in, just yeah. saying. Uh, and of course, Sean Carson is appearing in Gallifrey, uh, Enemy Lines, later this month. And he has a lot to do with the plot. Uh, he doesn't become president, but somebody else might do. Oh. So do keep listening, because that's very exciting. Uh, and we'll continue, and continuing with our theme of the master question. They're, all these questions have something to do with somebody that played the master. Okay. So I'll go for him. This one's from Adam, who first would like to point out that at the start of a recent podcast, I heard confections of Dorian Gray. <laughs> I was tired. Maybe I was hungry for no, pastries. Really? But perhaps there's a spin-off range that could be had once the series ended. Yeah, yeah. Like that. It just retires to a sweet shop and just carries on set overcharging people. And of course, there was an actor who was considered to play the Doctor who was who was famous for playing Mr. Pastry. Oh, okay, of course, yeah. yes. And who yes. was that actor? I can't remember their name. Richard Hearn. Richard Hearn? That's probably yeah, right, yeah. yeah. The fourth Doctor, wasn't it? I think it, it was. So yes. There we go. Yes, which is why they created Harry Sullivan because they thought the Doctor might be an, an old doddery chap, and they oh. needed someone to go around and punch people on the chin. Jolly good, good old Harry Sullivan. Ah, oh, my favourite. Um, Adam continues uh, regarding recasting Delgado's Master. Oh yes, which is something we've talked about in a recent podcast, and we've had lots of emails about. Um, uh, Adam says, "I think there are better ways to go. Uh-oh. Big Finish already has two masters working for them." It seems that Jeffrey Beaver's master could be slotted in. If at all possible, I'd favour that. Of course, you could probably find someone amazing to play Delgado's master. However, in that case, the week of the release, you'd have people asking for a three-master story. Yeah. But we already do have people asking for a three-master story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, so, I mean... It'll be a four-masters next yeah, and a five-masters. Do all the masters. All yeah, yeah. John Sims and... Yeah. Very exciting. Well, um, lots of other people have written in on this very same subject. Uh, this is from somebody called Otter. He says, hello. <laughs> I just see an otter popping up from yes, the water and saying hello. A little, a little hand puppet. Just there. <laughs> um, considering the recasting of Roger Degas' master, I think it would be lovely to keep the character alive, like it's already been done with the first three Doctors and some companions who actors have sadly passed away, away already. Uh, Delgado's master, as well as Anthony Ailey's, uh, someone somewhat new, interesting, and unexplored field for audios. Um, as was mentioned in an April podcast, it would be great to hear some errors that are not explored as, and that one in any medium, like the first Doctor with Ben and Polly, uh, which you did a comic about, Nick. Uh, I did. Food for thought, it was Food called. For, yeah. Probably being collected soon, which would be exciting. <laughs> um, and speaking of unexplored, I was wondering for a while now, is there a reason for Chameleon not appearing on audio, despite having a big potential as an almost blank state for the character and the error? Is that because of Chameleon's curse? Thank you for your time, Otter. What is Chameleon's curse? Well, is it not that the person that designed Chameleon passed away before they got the chance to use him? So oh. they, they, the puppet doesn't work. 
And then well, I know the puppet didn't work, no, which is why uh, Peter I'd... Davison and Co. Yes, uh, sent a delegation to uh, formed a delegation to go to John Nathan Turner to say we're sick of that robot. Oh, bless. poor chameleon. No. Um, I don't know because we would need the puppet on on the audio. No, no. We, yeah. I mean, oh, that's, hold on. There's the police are coming the, to get the, chameleon. They're going to beat him up. <laughs> it's not fair. Poor chameleon. Well, we'll no plans. No plans, but um, but yeah, but it's something. Never say never. Never say never. Just imagine. Et Just cetera, imagine. Et uh, we've got another letter from Fern Fern Goodenough. In response to your recent question about whether or not to recast the Roger the Garda version of Master, I give a resounding yes, please. Big Finish has done such a wonderful job with Tim Tim Chalor and Elliot Chapman that I completely trust you with recasting the Master, and that even goes for the Brigadier as well. Eagerly awaiting the third Doctor Adventures, Volume Two, Three, and Four. Third, good enough. So that's nice. Yeah. That's one. You nearly said Trim Trelaw, which is Trim what Trelaw. Martin Montague said, and, and his excuse was he's had a haircut. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's my uh, uh, yes. Well, mm, okay, I'm that's taking it. all this into consideration. Uh, yes. we, have a, we have a few more people. All we need is a groundswell of absolutely. Of do keep do keep emailing in because as I said, we read every email. Yeah, podcast so, at bigfinish.com. Absolutely. Uh, our next email is from Mr. Ian Manning. He says, Always a lover of Doctor Who, I have recently gotten into the Avengers of the recent special offer, and I commend you most highly on another amazing range. The music, dialogue, and actors are just perfect, and Mrs. Peel is a lovely recent addition. Uh, he says, I have just That's also good, listened Thank to you. Uh, Jay Gunn Lightfoot Series 11. And Jeffrey Beavis was so engaging in his role and very masterful. Mm, uh, I can't wait for series 12 and the possibly resolu- resolution to the story left hanging since series 1. Spoilers. It's very good. It's a great ending to uh, series 11. Uh, he's just got a few questions for you. Okay. All of which are very different. A bit hard. Will we ever see any more of Elizabeth Klein and Will Arrowsmith with the Seventh Doctor? No plans. No plans. I think we're more likely to see uh, Klein than Will Arrowsmith. Fair enough. Uh, we also need a D.I. Uh, Menzies series. Oh. This isn't a question. This is a statement of fact. <laughs> and I agree with that wholeheartedly. So. Uh, and also, no plans. No plans. Also, something that might have no plans as an answer, is Auntie Iris Wildtime coming back anytime soon? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I think she should. I think so as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I think she needs to meet some of the doctors we we haven't met, to be honest. So I'll pitch that to you after we finish this. That'd be great. You can try. I could try and <laughs> fail. Uh, keep up the good work and wishing you all the best. I can't wait for David Warner and Lisa Bowman in the Unbound Universe in August. Oh, that's going to be incredible. That's very exciting. And in fact, we have another question about that here. One very uh, last question. It's from Mr. Matthew Moy. And he says... Since we are going to see universes collide in the third volume of the new adventures of Burnley Summerfield, any chance Big Finish might start experimenting with the idea of a shattered glass universe, where all the bad guys are good guys and vice versa. Maybe the Doctor ends up there by accident and meets an evil version of himself and a good master. Well, that's a very interesting idea, Moy. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. It's, no plans. No, it's something that they've uh, touched on in Gallifrey, though. If you hear Gallifrey Series 4, uh, they visit various different alternative Doctor Who universes. And then maybe Colin Baker playing some quite a fiery character. So, well worth checking out. Okay. Nicely teased. Very well good, done. very good. Yes, it's nice. And that was the end of the listeners' questions for this week. There we are. 
list of emails over with. Um, time now for our guest interview. Oh, he hasn't come through the door. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll uh, speak to him later and then edit it in here. No one will ever know. <laughs> Tom Webster, where are you? So, yes, in a, a massively clever bit of temporal engineering, uh, Tom Webster is here now. Hello. Yes. Hi, Tom. In the room. It took me several trains to get here, but I'm here now. Yeah. Well, I'm relieved. Yes. Um, uh, Tom, you are uh, a graphic artist. Is that is that what we call you? What do you call you? Uh, I just a very clever, about... talented person. Uh, that would be nice. That would that'd be <laughs> lovely if people could call me that. Um, I don't know. I, it's hard to put it, to, to define it, really. I think graphic artist would be the one. I've been thinking about that. It's definitely not graphic designer, so I'm not building websites. Um, it's illustration slash graphic art, really, yeah. And you've been doing it for Big Finish for how long now? Wow. I, three years. Is it really? And it has flown by. Well, it just seems like yesterday. You see, well, mind you, I've been doing it for being an executive producer for nearly 10 years, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, wow, that's a long time. It well, is. how did you start working for us? Because I can't remember. Well, um, I've done, I used to do a lot of artwork with Damien May. Um, and, yeah, we used to do a lot of Blake Seven stuff just for fun. And then he used to print my things and send them to conventions. And he went, hey, drop David Richardson a line, you know, and dropped him a line with some pieces in it. And David went, yeah, when can you start? So, it's yeah, it's quite simple. After years and years of wanting to do it and wondering how the heck I'm going to get in, all it was was an email with several images. Yeah, it's cool. That's interesting, isn't it? I suppose, you know, and we were in need of designers and yeah. your work. Yeah, we just needed to see it properly. <laughs> we just needed to have it in front of us. Right, right place at the right time. Yeah. Loving your work. What was the first thing you did for us? Oh, my gosh. It was, um, I think it was Companion Chronicles, Starborn. Yeah, Jack Rayner, that one. Wow, yeah. what was on the cover? Um, a cube. Uh, a, cube. a cube, just a cube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very abstract, but you guys brilliant, are into brilliant. it. Yeah, yes. yeah, we just love the cube. Yeah, yeah. So I, the next one's got a triangle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been uh, just coming up with new shapes ever since. Yeah. You guys love it, don't you? <laughs> Could we have another shape, please, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> Could be like Countdown, except with shapes. Uh, square... Uh, a dodecahedron. <laughs> well, I submitted a triangle um, to um, David for War Doctor 3, and he went, haven't we seen that in Companion Chronicles Starborn, haven't we? Like, yeah, so it was a bit of a mix-up, but I'm running out of shapes now. Oh, no, what do you yeah. do? Yeah, I mean, this is a little bit like the question that people ask writers as well, but how do you keep coming up with fresh ideas? Um, I Just from the scripts. If I see something that I think, hey, that'll look good on the shelf, you know, that'll be fun to do for me and fun for people to see, just do it. I think stylistically, often make a decision before I read a script or I fancy doing something a little bit more. Okay, yeah, and you, yeah. you see the title and you go, yeah, that might work. It's a bit more technical, kind of spare partsy sort of look. Um, and then read the script and go oh no that's not going to work at all and then change <laughs> change your mind save but, that idea for later yeah. yeah i always like mixing it up because i think the worst thing that can happen is if it all starts to look a bit samey so yeah done a fair few different styles over the years over the last three years yeah it's cool yeah i noticed that the one that i've just seen oh what was it oh um what's he say fiesta of the damned fiesta yeah. of the damned 
what would he say? Uh, Fiesta of the Damned. Yes, I just saw that the other day, and that's quite a departure, isn't it? It's a different style. I liked it very much. Yeah, I thought I'd do something a bit brave with it. And um, Spanish Civil War, so I thought, oh, I could go with the kind of war poster kind of look and the Spanish kind of colours, the yellow and the red and the blue. Yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, it's really, really enjoyed doing eye-catching that. Eye-catching and striking. Yeah. As, um, what's been the most difficult challenge for you? Ooh, right. I think the monsters. The monsters are always hard to make because I don't work with CGI at all. I know some people have, like uh, Anthony Lamb does his own renders and Alex Mallinson does his own. I have no skill whatsoever, so I'm, I'm always going back to your kind of egg cartons and your cut and paste and all of that. So I do spend hours making monsters and spaceships just from scratch. But I have used household items for various bits and bobs, and that always gives me a great pleasure because it, it kind of feels like what the model makers would have been doing back in the day. So what, do you physically make the model, or do you just take the... Do you scan, the photograph the shapes and then put them together? Yeah, it's a sort of photo montage, cut and paste. I'd love to be able to physically make models and photograph them, but again, I have to get in touch with Mike Tucker for that. Um, <laughs> That's a whole different skill set, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I do, I do love the... Um, the cut and paste thing, yeah, but it does. It's a more time consuming. It's quite challenging sometimes. Uh, I think the hardest thing was the. Uh, I'm going to get this name wrong. The, it's a Kappa, Kappa from um, Damaged Goods. Is it the Kappa? What's the, it called, um, Joe? It is called Kappa. Yeah, yeah. But the the. Oh yeah. So what did you? How did you make that? Because I remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I had um, a friend take a photo of himself in a similar pose to the one on the um, on the book cover, um, and he had a shirt on that was very similar to the one on the book cover. And then I had to create rips in it, so I ripped a purple jumper that I had. So it's all very DIY. And then I got lots of pictures of worms and kind of grafted that on, and then dirt textures and textures. I mean, that took a that took a day to do, you know can write off a whole day for a monster (laughs) (laughs) the results are good though yeah it's quite nice that you're using real things they they do have a feeling of reality about them I I do think it's an advantage I mean Blade Runner if you watch Blade Runner all the the whole city is completely physical it's all models and it it does feel more real than CGI so I tend to shy away from renders and things and yeah it does have a physical kind of look yeah yeah, well, it works. It works. Yeah. <laughs> now, I feel I should apologise to our listeners bizarrely, even though this is just audio, because I did promise your haircut, <laughs> which is very high, but you've slicked it back. You'll have to explain why. Well, I'm in business mode for the podcast, you see. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do um, two nights a week at drama school, and they, they've told me very, 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 very clearly no punk high hair because um, no one wants to cast a punk or very rarely do people want to cast a punk unless they want to cast a punk unless they want to cast a punk so yes and if I'm pigeonholed in that way then it's fine but yeah so I'm doing a bit of training at the moment and they've said no 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 you can't have that nope Absolutely not. I hope they're not teaching you with voices like that. Um, Hello, welcome to drama school. I'm your voice teacher. Yes. You can do some of the silly voices. So is that what you are? You're a punk, are you? 
Um, she called me <laughs> a said, punk. He said, like an old man. Are you a punk? Is that what they call you? I'm not a punk. No, no but she called me that. So oh. I, I went, okay, fair enough. No, not really. I just like high hair. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm entirely envious because you've got the most of it where I've got the least of it. <laughs> we can share. We can share if you want. Yeah, how would that work? That would be very strange. Um, now, also, we mentioned in the, the build-up to your arrival, uh, your comedy uh, shenanigans. Yes. Uh, what What's the, the RH? The RH, RH experience. experience. Now, yeah. please tell me that RH doesn't stand for, stand for anything rude. It doesn't stand for anything. <gasps> you we, crazy kids. Crazy. Put two letters together that don't make any sense and put experience off. I... Yeah, I think it came from the, the Jimi Hendrix experience, and we thought that sounded very cool. So we just replaced Jimi Hendrix with two random letters, and it sounded all right, and 15-year-olds, we just ran with it. Um, but people do always ask, what does it stand for? So it does get people sort of talking. Yeah, it is intriguing, yeah. and we always go, well, what do you think it stands for? And we get a lot of people tweeting us and sending messages with what they think it stands for. And yes, there are some very rude ones. Um, <laughs> oh, I've just thought of one. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you perform? We perform all over all over London, really, wherever there's comedy slots going. Um, How many of you are there in there? There's four of us. So there's three of us on stage making up all sorts of nonsense. And then someone who does guitar for us and will do songs and it's all improvised. And yeah. So we got someone scoring us as well, and it's yeah, it's great fun. But um, yeah, we tend to do all the fringe festivals all over London. Um, Leicester Square, we've done a few times, which has been nice. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. So you're pretty good then, are you? Um, <laughs> too much of a balls, mate. <laughs> too much of a balls. That's, yes, that's a, a curveball. Oh gosh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> done it for years now we're alright yeah oh, brilliant what sort of how would you describe it for those who maybe would think of coming along to see you you know to give them an idea of what to expect obviously the unexpected but uh, yeah um, we the audience is hev heavily involved with suggestions and we just create mayhem from words and suggestions that the audience give us um, it's very comic book it's very silly there's nothing political in it it's just stupid so if you if you want a, a a laugh and you don't want to switch on to anything political that's going on at the moment, then yeah, just it's very fantastical. It goes so, all over the place. Sounds rather <laughs> I'm nice. Not selling it very well. No, am no, I? no. I, that sounds very appealing to me, actually. Um, uh, yes, and I was being sincere. Ooh. Yes, yes. Thank you. And, and were you talking about going to drama school? You're obviously uh, quite drawn to the whole performance thing. Yeah. How I'm, come? I've, I've done it for years and years. I mean, it's the very cliched story of your school play and getting a bit hooked. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I went off and did art and shouldn't have done that. I should have focused on performance. And But you're good at the art stuff. Yeah. I mean, I did fine arts at university and that, that didn't work very well for me at all. But um, yeah, I, th I just, I should have focused on the performance and, and the graphics really. But um, yeah, I've done a few plays and... It's only really recently I've got serious about it, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. Lot what of fun. Uh, have you got any sort of goals for the future you're aiming for? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm taking it very slowly at the moment because I'm um, in classes. A lot of people are very 
in the industry already so they're they're going for it and they've got websites and agents and headshots and all of these things and I'm I can't really go to that level until I'm sure that I'm any good at it really so I'm, I'm very relaxed at the moment and kind of yeah I'm enjoying that but um yeah I want to get out there in the industry and see what I can do yeah why not <laughs> yeah quite yeah we'll see what happens eh uh, but you want to carry on doing all the the, the graphic stuff as well of course yeah no, it's, it gives you so much pleasure I mean even if I wasn't doing it as a job I'd still do it as a hobby anyway sit down of an evening on photoshop it's great fun yeah now you're obviously heavily involved in your big finish work most of the time I imagine mm. there's a hell of a lot of it going yeah, on it's what um uh, the two questions I ask everyone who comes onto the podcast these days is what first of all what what is tingling your molecules in terms of big finish at the moment that you've listened to or or are working on you know what's well I um I haven't heard the Sarah Jane audios ah. so I've been listening to those as I'm working at the moment um because I miss Elizabeth Sladen yeah, me too. hell of a lot and I've just finished watching the Sarah Jane Adventures so I want more um, so I'm listening to those and they're brilliant Dear Miss Smith you have 24 hours to find the truth otherwise all of London will suffer the same fate as your friend London's intelligence community is on high alert someone is threatening to kill thousands even millions to get at you Sarah Jane Smith Dear Morrison You'll have to accompany me to the station, Miss Smith, to answer some questions. Of course. I can give you a full statement. You misunderstand. We got a phone call saying you killed this young woman. We're taking you in on suspicion of murder. Why are you doing this? Revenge for my employers. And who are they? Now, that would be telling. Me, I just like doing the dirty work. Miss Smith, I'm James Carver. You must help me. They're very dark. Yeah. Uh, they're more adult than I thought they were going to be probably because I've just come from Sarah Jane Adventures yeah which is a kids programme yeah but um, I've just finished um, I forget the name of the story but it's the one where this man has lived for about 300 years um, and it's so dark and it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant I love it um, I also I'm in the mood for some of the old Big Finish releases um, that I used to have on tape I used to have quite a few on tape. Well, you I'm, bought them on tape. I did before yeah. CDs were a thing in my house. Um, yeah, so I think it was about the about the first five releases or something went out on tape. Yeah, yeah, and they they're so lovely. I've still got them. Um, and Whispers of Terror, which is still one in my top five. He shunned the visual media. Well, you probably know that. No video, no celluloid. Only a few photos. Well, we are fortunate to have Crane's own personal recordings. Everything that Crane recorded is now linked into the archives. The Museum of Oral Antiquities is enriched by the addition, just as the world is poorer at the reason for it. What do you think it is, Doctor? An invisible noise. A sentient sound source? Is that possible? Is what possible? Is he always so helpful and forthcoming? I'm afraid so. It's very annoying. You know, I think what we have here is a life form that has managed to modulate itself as a sound wave. When I am elected, it will be to implement the policies and ideas that Vistine Crane stood for. Oh, God! It's live! Ah! Um, because it's, it, it's brilliant. It's an audio story, and it's a story about sounds. I mean, yeah. it, that's an incredibly simple concept, but it's, I love that. We had to do it as soon as possible, really, and Justin Richards yeah, seized upon that. Yeah. Really just embracing I the I did format. the music for that. Ah, 
Yeah. There you go. Okay. And then Embrace the Darkness as well, uh-huh. which is in the dark as well. So again, it lends itself to the the strength of the audio format, which is lovely. So I've been listening to some of the old ones at the moment as well. But I've got a huge backlog to catch up with the new ones because, yeah, there's, there's so much coming out. So I've really got to get on with the new ones too. It must be interesting when you do the cover for something and you've read the script... Ooh. and then you get to hear it mm. you know and whether it matches up to your expectations so I have a theory with this and because there's so much work to do I, I'm quite economical with reading the scripts because they're not intended to be read they're intended to be heard mm-hmm. and I think you've got to respect that so I will often read part one part two maybe a bit of part three and go I've got everything I need now so I've always got that last part in the four part thing oh, that's to, rather good isn't it yeah because I don't want to include images from part four because it's very, very likely that it's going to spoil the whole thing. So yes, yes. <laughs> the doctor, you know, falling off a cliff or something. You yes, know, yeah. yes, or the villain with a knife through his head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we do things like that. Oh, hold on. <laughs> but I, I do love also playing playing with that. Occasionally, I'll have to read a whole script because it's so gripping. Um, I can't, you know, you can't put it down. You're really in one. Um, but it's nice to sometimes play with um you know what's going to happen and see if you can hint it in some way and obviously it's going to be signed off by you and david so you've got no massive spoilers or yeah i don't know what i can talk about and what i can't um <laughs> yeah it's it's i've got a specific example but i think it's probably not going to be out by the time this is out or will it be I don't well, this know. is out next week yeah so i can't talk about no, a specific example then <laughs> joe looked around with a rather stern look on his face <laughs> no, 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 no 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 that's not i mean no 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 okay what's tingling your molecules generally in entertainment you know mm. in, in film or tv you know something specifically one thing that you're rather into at the moment oh that's that's oh that's a that's a question and a half isn't oh, it is, yeah. um I'm still obsessed with Wolf Hall, um, which was on last year. I've watched it three times now. Again, wow. I watched it recently. Could you explain to people what it is? Wolf Hall is a um, it's TV adaption or adaptation. adaptation. I always get that wrong. Although I think they're they're allowing adaption now because oh, okay. I don't like the way adaption sounds. So no, I'm going to go no, adaptation. No, no, no. Yeah, yes. um, it's an adaptation of um, it's a Hillary is it Hillary Mantel yeah. novel about um, Thomas Cromwell and Henry VIII and that kind of period of history. Um, it's also a play. They've adapted it for the theatre. And it had Mark Rylance as Thomas Cromwell. Mm. Um, and it's it's a, absolutely brilliant. Masterful. His performance is, is mesmerising, isn't it? it? It's completely He's so still and so quiet. It's fantastic, but there's so much going on in, inside. You know there is. Yeah. And he's doing very little, but so much. You know, he lift one of his amazing Sylvester McCoy-esque eyebrows, um, and he can, he can speak whole volumes with that. So, yeah, I, yeah I've been watching that in a moment. And, and so um, you've watched it several times. I, I love it. Oh, I did watch it when it went out, and I was hooked, yeah. It's brilliant. And Damien Lewis as Henry VIII is remarkable amazing. as well. It's so adolescent. Yeah, like a point. psychopath, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Um, he's still my number one pick for the Doctor. I would love Damien Lewis to be the Doctor so much. That's never going to happen. Talk about here. No. He's a bit busy. Yeah, he's a bit busy. A little bit busy. <laughs> so yeah, I've been watching Wolf Hall. Game of Thrones is back. Um, I'm a bit of a Game of Thrones junkie. I've never seen it. Oh, I'd recommend it. That's another one of there's, my voices. <laughs> oh, I think it was quite similar to the first one. Yeah, uh, they're all very similar, like the shapes. <laughs> 
That was a triangular voice, Tom. Your voice <laughs> is a triangle. A Maybe that's a way to do voices. Make your mouth. This is a, this is a hexagonal voice. Yeah. This is a square. <laughs> we could have good. fun with this for hours. We? <laughs> I have been known to sort of poke myself under the chin to do a voice to make oh. give it a different tonal quality. You know, it sounds I'm a bit like Alan Partridge. <laughs> it does. I love pretending I've got no teeth. <laughs> That's always fun. That sounds like my next door neighbour. She's always complain about it not being like it was back in the day, you know. <laughs> That's very good, actually. Have you? You've been in a big finish, haven't you? Didn't I they have. get you in one? Yeah, I have. I've been in um, the New Adventures of Bernie Summerfield Three uh-huh. uh, with David Warner. Oh yeah, yeah. And I played uh, an did acolyte. You, oh right. Did you do it as your next door neighbour? I did it. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the acolyte to the Sage of Saudna. <laughs> I did a scene with David Warner like that as well. It was great. Oh my gosh, that was a brilliant day. Yeah. That was amazing. Like I just watched uh, David Warner were and Rowena Cooper as well. All these very experienced people. It was beautiful to watch them work. I mean, what an opportunity that was. Yeah. David Warner, he's done everything. I know, it's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. How did you get the opportunity? Um... I, oh gosh, let me think. So I was talking with Simon Gurrier about wanting to do it. Yeah. And he spoke to Scott Hancock and then Scott Hancock sent me an email and went, do you want to come in and do this? And I thought, oh, well, I'd be doing a few assorted roles. But I actually had a named role in it. I was very surprised. It was it was beautiful. So thank you very much, Scott Hancock and Simon. Yeah, I mean, there's a precedent for this because Alex Mallinson uh, ended up being in some of our stuff. And since he's left Big Finish, although we keep in touch, uh, he he has been doing some voiceovers as well. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, he looked rather guilty when he told me as if he shouldn't be doing it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I have done a few voiceovers. Yeah, yeah. Like it was should should have been me who'd done it instead. <laughs> That's yeah, brilliant. You should do all voiceovers. Uh, obviously, all wouldn't that them. be good? I should t- just some would be nice. Yeah, I, d- <laughs> yeah. I do them all for big finish, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we love stories. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, listen, Tom. Thank you very much. Thanks thank for coming you. in. I believe you and Joe are going to go crazy in the local pub. You're going to go insane now. <laughs> <laughs> Fish and chips. <laughs> crazy guys Uh, lovely to speak to you thanks for having um, me in absolute pleasure thanks for it yeah we could just keep thanking each other forever thank you no thank you no thank you (laughs) so that was Tom Webster speaking to us later on but edited in before this we should do that more often it'd be a lot easier recording our audios if we didn't insist we do it in one long two hour take yeah yeah that's that's obviously how we do it yeah yeah so um time now to select a randomly selected release from the big finish archive joe go to the wall of shame And why have you got something special over there? Oh, yes. Doctor Who, Gallifrey, Enemy Lines. That's rather good, yeah. In the distant future, President Romana will do anything it takes to save her world, even if it means sacrificing her allies and friends. In the distant past, President Romana will also do anything it takes to save her world, even if it means sacrificing her own life in the process. 
Unfortunately for Romana, there is no easy option. That's all I'm saying. There you go. Yes, yes. Look, it's got Romana, Leela, Ace, Braxiatel, Narvin, and the Watchmaker. Hmm. So if any of you have problems with your watch, I recommend this release heartily. What have you got, Joe? Have you uh, found something yet? Pick. I'm just going to go really easy and pick out this one for you because we talk about this. Oh, right. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's easy. Cyberman Part 1, Scorpius, which is available as a free download on the site at the moment, it isn't is, it? It is, if yeah. you subscribe to the Big Finish newsletter. If you subscribe to the Big Finish newsletter, which you can do really, really easily. And unlike a lot of newsletters, it's actually full of really interesting things. I, I, I find it interesting, oh. but I suppose I'm a bit biased. You would be, <laughs> yes, but that's only fair enough. But yeah, there are lots of offers for free yeah, uh, episodes. So... Um, yeah, what do you want to ask me about this then? Well, obviously, uh, it's very exciting because it's going to be re-released again this week, which is fantastic. In a box, in, in a both series of Cybermen. special box set on yeah. Friday the 13th, which you can pre-order now. Um, but obviously, this one's quite interesting because it's almost like a... Was it, is it set in the same world as Dalek Empire? Am I right in thinking that? It's well, sort of I mean, like a, no, it's uh, set in the same world as uh, Sword of Orion, actually. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, Which, so. Yes, I think that's right. Oh, look, Ian's taken his own copy from the shelf. Oh, there we are. Oh, that's goodness. the one. I <gasps> haven't seen it. I'm just. This is the Cyberman, the complete series one and two box set, and there it is. Now with a little booklet that's Cyberman sh head shaped. Isn't that good? Oh, that's good. <laughs> this is just a podcast of me saying that things good are good. No, but obviously, there we are. Um, lovely design, lovely. When work we were there. putting this box set together, obviously, I had to do a complete re-listen of everything. Um, but obviously, this is great for me because I was always a huge fan of Battlestar Galactica, and this is was it? This predates Battlestar Galactica by some time, doesn't it? The new version, anyway. I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. And you could almost say they ripped you off. So this is an outrage. Well, go yeah, certainly. Yeah, the, in Sword of Orion, there was a whole thing about humanity having a war with androids. But I dare say that's an idea that's been flitting around science fiction for could, many, could be many people years. People fighting robots. Yeah, yeah probably, exactly. Probably that's, you, can't, you can't make a legal case out of that. So, yes, Cyberman is... Um, I did that series because Jason and Gary uh, said, well, you've done Dalek Empire. Isn't it time you did the Cybermen, did you, you know without the doctor and and that's what it is um and the second series is written by james swallow brilliantly which sort of takes uh, takes on what uh, all, all the things that were set out in cyberman but yes it's a very intriguing uh, story i think and one of the uh, things i remember about it is that i stupidly went mad and decided to record it almost as live funny you should mention yeah, that it's earlier almost on. like i planned it yeah um, and it's uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was, and there's a little documentary on the new release which uh, details how that worked and with some examples of the chaos that ensued. But yeah, essentially, especially the first episode, which is the one that's available for free, Scorpius, um, we rehearsed and rehearsed it and then we performed it live for an invited audience who sat in the other room and listened to it on a speaker. So there you go, lots of fun. Uh, it's very hard-hitting series, mm. as sort of, you know, very and stark who, war story. For... Uh, Sarah Mowat, who played uh, Susan Mendes in Dalek Empire. Um, it's, it's sort of partially the Dalek Empire rep cast <laughs> playing different parts. Uh, Barnaby Edwards is in it as well. And when, when you look at the uh, original releases, there is no cast list. And that's because I'd seen Spooks and I thought that was great that they had no cast list. Also, because uh, one of the reasons for me sort of recording it almost as live um, was 
because I was behind schedule with it and it needed to come out. So I thought, well, if it's all recorded in one take, that will be easier for me to do the sound design for. But there is a cast list inside now, which Joe's showing me, which took quite some time for people to research because there was no real record <laughs> of it anywhere. That was, a fun off, that was a fun several afternoons putting that together. So Ian Brooker, who's been in many big finishes over the years, he's in it doing some great characters. Ian Hallard there, Joe Castleton, Toby Haydoke. Oh, yeah. And me. I'm playing some Cybermen. There you go. That's not the whole cast. There's a brilliant cast there, but I won't just list names because it'll just be a list. So, yes, um, I suppose we ought to have a listen to a clip or a trailer or yeah, you something. You made a new trailer for this I version, did make didn't a we? New so let's pop that on. Welcome to the Isle of Wight, Mr. Hunt. <laughs> a penal colony is the last place I expected mm, to find. I know how you feel. Is it certain? It's certain. Where? Five miles out, 30 fathoms down. Answer me! What are you? Are you working with Paul Hunt? Answer me or I fire! You cannot kill me! There we are. There's our randomly selected release from the Big Finish archive. <laughs> so just before we decide what on earth is in the next podcast, time just to let you know what our latest releases are. So coming up this week, and indeed a few hours after this podcast goes live, we have the second part of the Two Masters trilogy, Doctor Who, Vampire of the Mind, starring Colin Baker and Alex McQueen. Uh, it's going to be very exciting. Uh, we shouldn't give too many spoilers away. but uh, it's, We could play the trailer. We could certainly we, play uh, the trailer. There we go. You want to know why I did it? Come closer, I'll tell you. The reason is because I 
Doctor Who, Vampire of the Mind. I've had an email too. My application was fast-tracked. It seems I've been accepted. They're setting up a laboratory for me. What? The place has been empty for years. Must be halfway to falling down by now. It was always a weird place. Oh, Dr. Scott, it's you. Dr. Threadstone. It's Heather. Uh, Damien, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Call me Damien. Oh, oh there's a... there's a figure. Several figures. I, I, I can't quite make them out. But there is something odd about them. They're, they're moving like... like they're, they're in a daze. Pale as corpses, they said, wandering about in a trance-like. Since then, you'll be lucky to find anyone who'll go near the place after dark. Doctor! Doctor, do something! Help me! Don't worry, Heather! I will! (laughs) Somehow! It really won't, you know. But don't you worry, Doctor. It'll be your turn soon enough. Big finish. We love stories. I'm a time lord. Of course I'm inhuman. (laughs) (laughs) And next, the very next day on Tuesday, we'll have Doctor Who, The Fourth Doctor Adventures, Gallery of Ghouls, with Celia Imery as a waxwork person owner of... Uh, owner of a waxwork. See the Emery playing uh, owner of the waxwork. <laughs> I'm just, I was just waiting for you to get yeah, yourself just out Just like, hang on, where am I It's set in Brighton, I believe. It's, it is, yeah, one yeah, good waxworks. Yeah. I didn't direct that one. That's one of the few Tom Baker ones I haven't directed. That was uh, beautifully directed by Ken Bentley. Jolly good. And uh, we can, probably, can we play a trailer for that? Or is it not enough? Yeah, right. go on. Go on, then. Ah, 1833. G-O-O-L-E. And his gallery of G H O U L S. Ghouls Gallery of Ghouls. Clever. Madame Tissot's wax exposition at the new town hall all week till 10 p.m. The owner of another waxworks? It is gone! The head is gone! Stolen! The doctor! Seize him! Hold him! Please, ladies and gentlemen, I've stolen nothing, let alone the head of Marie Antoinette. Summon a constable! A crime has been committed. Unlike your entirely sensitive recreations of the bloodiest episodes in history. There is a rival exposition in town, newly arrived for a short season. Who is it? Madame Tissot. I admit, I am curious to see what it is all about, this good gallery that so distracts from my own exposition. But it's not safe for you. Down here, Madame Tissot. Down into the cellar of terror. The cellar of... That's what the sign says anyway. There's someone beyond you. What? What else? Jolly good. And then as previously mentioned, on Friday the 13th of May, we'll be having this lovely Cyberman The Complete Series 1 and 2 box set coming out, which is... It's nice. beautiful design. Isn't it great? I love that cover. I think it's, is, it, is it nine or ten discs of, of all the entire story uh, so far? Nine! Nine, I'm being told by Mr. Atkins, which is lovely. And yeah, that'll be available to pre order now. You can also pick that up from us at this weekend's uh, Day of the Cyberman convention at the beautiful Slough. <laughs> 
<laughs> Those uh, two words do, do not but, go know, together. Uh, Hotel and Slough uh, from 10th Planet Events. Uh, I have to tell you, I'm writing a story at the moment. I won't tell you what for, but uh, I've put a concentration camp in Slough. <laughs> well, that's more or less is one anyway. <laughs> I'm not saying that. You, uh, well, you, know, you, you said did. that. I just want uh, I just want uh, you know Slough Council to make sure that they know who is the perpetrator of these foul lies. There we go. Well, at least I'll be going there and bringing business to them. Um, I'm going there with <laughs> Sue Cowley uh, on Saturday, and if you are going, by the way, um, there's an address on our website. If you want to have anything specially ordered from us, you can pick it up there. It's a new thing we're trying out. Oh, so I say that's there. rather good. So, so what do they do? Where, where do they write to? Uh, you can it's it's actually sue.cowley@bigfinish.com. So it'll be okay. straight into the Big Finish office which would be very exciting and she's giving her email address out. I know, oh, I said to how her. wise is that i, I wonder well, there we go and that's and that's where you can email and of course uh not this week but the very next week uh we're almost uh time to release doctor who the 10th doctor adventures starring david oh. Tennant and Catherine tate oh. it's almost here people it'll be a week to go when you're hearing this and in fact that probably brings us nicely on to what we can do in our next podcast which I imagine could be something around the 10th Doctor Adventures I guess what like well you think I'm going to get David Tennant into for an well, interview well we could do well maybe we could get we could do maybe we could have a yeah, go Why I'll, t- not? I'll just ring him well, now what we're yeah. going to do is we'll, we'll just cut pieces of dialogue from the sets and turn it into an interview who's <laughs> yes, going to know yes. it'll be great so uh, how did you feel about it David get down yeah good job good job allons-y yeah. he says that a lot allons-y just a button with that would be fantastic <laughs> Okay. I'm, I'm so, sure we can have a little chat about that at the very least and get people excited well I'm sure we can um, so Joe what are we going to do in the next podcast well as I said we can probably talk about the temp doctor eventually. yeah no no but who's going to be the who's person who's going to be interviewed interview? well it depends we could interview someone about that could we interview David Richardson would he be available could you possibly interview him this afternoon when you're going to record your secret project that we announced last week so it's not secret but never mind I just don't know. You just don't know. Well, we'll try and have somebody. The next podcast is going to be quite something. It'll be a lovely mystery (laughs) guest. You couldn't possibly best this one with Tom Webster, of course, though, which was the best interview we've had ever. Okay, well, that's all we have time for. It's a big goodbye from me. And it's a little goodbye from Joe. Um, so, uh, just before you go, you might like to catch up with the sixth instalment of Sherlock Holmes, The Hound of the Baskervilles. Henry Baskerville's uncle Charles has been killed on Dartmoor, perhaps by a spectral hound that is rumoured to have haunted his family. Sherlock Holmes decides to take on the case, but dispatches Dr. Watson with Henry to go to Dartmoor. Who knows what Sherlock Holmes is up to? But Watson has been walking on the moors and he meets Stapleton. Suddenly, though, he has a frantic warning from Stapleton's sister. She spoke in a low, eager voice, with a curious lisp in her utterance. Go back. Go straight back to London, instantly. For God's sake, do what I ask you. Go back and never set foot upon the moor again. But I've only just come. Hush! My brother's coming. Not a word of what I have said. Hello, Beryl. Uh, sorry, I was chasing a Cyclopides. He is very rare and seldom found in the late autumn. 
Yes, I was telling Sir Henry here that it was rather late in the year for him to see the true beauties of the moor. Why? Who do you imagine this is? I am not Sir Henry, Miss Stapleton. My name is Dr. John Watson. We have been talking at cross purposes. You had not very much time for talk. I talked as if Dr. Watson were a resident instead of being merely a visitor. It cannot much matter to him whether it is early or late for the orchids. But you will come and see Mary Pitt House, Dr. Watson. A short walk brought us to it, a bleak moorland house. An orchard surrounded it, but the trees were stunted and nipped, and the effect of the whole place was mean and melancholy. I could not but marvel at what could have brought this highly educated man and this beautiful woman to live in such a place. Queer spot to choose, is it not? And yet we managed to make ourselves fairly happy, do we not, Beryl? Quite happy. I had a school in the North Country. However, the fates were against us. A serious epidemic broke out. It never recovered from the blow, and much of my capital was irretrievably swallowed up. But that is past. Tell me, do you think that I should intrude if I were to call this afternoon and make the acquaintance of Sir Henry? I informed Mr. Stapleton that I was sure Sir Henry would be delighted, and departed on my journey back across the melancholy moor, taking the grass-grown path by which we had come. It seems, however, that there must have been some shortcut for those who knew it. I have run all the way in order to cut you off, Dr. Watson. I must not stop or my brother may miss me. I wanted to say how sorry I am about the stupid mistake I made in thinking that you were Sir Henry. Please forget the words I said, which have no application whatever to you. Tell me why it was that you were so eager that Sir Henry should return to London. A woman's whim, Dr. Watson. When you know me better, you will understand that I cannot always give reasons for what I say or do. Please, please be frank with me, Miss Stapleton. Tell me what it was that you meant, and I will promise to convey your warning to Sir Henry. You make too much of it, Dr. Watson. My brother and I were very much shocked by the death of Sir Charles. We knew him very intimately. When another member of the family came down to live here, I felt that he should be warned of the danger. But what is the danger? You know the story of the Hound. I do not believe in such nonsense. And if you meant no more than this when you first spoke to me, why should you not wish your brother to overhear what you said? My brother is very anxious to have the hall inhabited, for he thinks it is for the good of the poor folk upon the moor. He would be very angry if he knew that I have said anything which might induce Sir Henry to go away. But I have done my duty now, and I will say no more. I must go back or he will miss me and suspect that I have seen you. Goodbye. She turned and had disappeared in a few minutes among the scattered boulders, while I, with my soul full of vague fears, pursued my way to Baskerville Hall. Baskerville Hall, October the 13th. My dear Holmes, my previous letters and telegrams have kept you pretty well up to date as to all that has occurred in this most godforsaken corner of the world. One of the facts concerning Sir Henry Baskerville, on which I have said little, is the escaped convict, Selden, upon the moor. A fortnight has passed since his flight, during which he has not been seen, and nothing has been heard of him. It is surely inconceivable that he could have held out upon the moor, 
Of course, so far as his concealment goes, any one of these prehistoric stone huts would give him a hiding place. But there is nothing to eat, unless he were to catch and slaughter one of the more sheep. We think, therefore, that he has gone. With such a man as he abroad, you may rest assured that we take good care of ourselves in this household. However, I confess that I have had uneasy moments when I have thought of the Stapletons. Both Sir Henry and I have suggested that Perkins the groom should go over to sleep there, but Jack Stapleton would not hear of it. The fact is that our friend, the baronet, begins to display a considerable interest in our fair neighbour, Miss Stapleton. It is not to be wondered at, for time hangs heavily in this lonely spot to an active man like him, and she is a very fascinating and beautiful woman. There is something tropical and exotic about her which forms a singular contrast to her cool and unemotional brother. Yet he also gives the idea of hidden fires. There is a dry glitter in his eyes, and a firm set of his thin lips, which goes with a positive and possibly a harsh nature. You would find him an interesting study. He came over to call upon Baskerville on that first day, and the very next morning he took us both to show us the spot where the legend of the wicked Hugo is supposed to have had its origin. It was an excursion of some miles across the moor to a place which in every way corresponded with the scene of the old tragedy. Sir Henry was much interested and asked Stapleton if he did really believe in the possibility of supernatural interference in the affairs of men. Stapleton was guarded in his replies, but it was easy to see that he would not express his whole opinion out of consideration for the feelings of the baronet. On our way back we stayed for lunch at Merripit House, and it was there that Sir Henry first made the acquaintance of Miss Stapleton. From the moment that he saw her, he appeared to be strongly attracted by her, and I am much mistaken if the feeling was not mutual. One would imagine that such a match would be very welcome to Stapleton, and yet, over the past days and weeks, I have more than once caught a look of the strongest disapprobation in his face when Sir Henry has been paying some attention to his sister. One other neighbour I have met since I rode last is Mr. Frankland of Laughter Hall. He lives four miles to the south of us. He is an elderly man, red-faced, white-haired and choleric. His passion is for the British law, and he has spent a large fortune in litigation. He is curiously employed at present, for, being an amateur astronomer, he has an excellent telescope with which he lies upon the roof of his own house and sweeps the moor all day in the hope of catching a glimpse of the escaped convict. Finally, there is an academy, a kind of finishing school, some miles removed from here on the far side of the moor. According to Dr Mortimer, there are but a handful of girls in attendance and a small staff. It is, in all likelihood, of no consequence to this case, and I only mention it because you were particular that I should send some description of all the people who surround us. And now, having brought you up to date in the escaped convict, the Stapletons, Dr Mortimer and Franklin of Laughter Hall, let me end on that which is most important and tell you more about the Barrymores. The other evening... There you are, Dr Watson. <coughs> Thank you, Sir Henry. Come in. Excuse me, sir. I thought I should let you know that the wardrobe items from London have been put away in your dressing room. Thank you, Barrymore. Is there anything further, sir? Dr. Watson was recalling to mind the fact that we sent you a telegram from London before we first arrived. Tell me, did you receive the telegram yourself? Yes, sir. It was delivered into your own hands? Uh, no. No, I was in the box room at the time, and my wife brought it up to me. 
Yes, that was it. Did you answer it yourself? Uh, no, I told my wife what to answer and she went down to write it. I trust that this does not mean I've done anything to forfeit your confidence. No, 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 not at all. I can assure you that there is no suspicion laid at your door. As you know, I'm eager for you and Mrs. Barrymore to remain at Baskerville Hall. Look, I know that you have your request from Sir Charles, but now that I have my new wardrobe, why don't you help yourself to whatever you would like from my older things? I don't know that that'd be right, sir. Nonsense. I insist. Very well, sir. Thank you. Later that night, I was aroused by a stealthy step passing my room. I rose, opened my door, and peeped out. A long black shadow was trailing down the corridor thrown by a man holding a candle. I could merely see the outline, but his height told me that it was Barrymore. There was something indescribably guilty and furtive in his whole appearance. 